Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Oh, it feels good to be back in America, my friend, Matt. I'll tell you what, Ryan, to be back in the land of the United States, it's, it's, a, it's a blessed feeling. It feels good to be back in that dirty, dusty country of Australia, that gross continent. We're no, back. If I'm being honest, I'm not saying I'm disappointed, but I don't feel like we went to Australia at all. I feel like we just went up in a plane, flew around in circles, and landed in Seattle or uh, or just any... on. <laughs> Like northeastern Canadian city, it really—that's the thing. Because like my whole life, I was led to believe that Australia was like this big desert, which it is. But we went to the one part that's like very green and lush and normal. <laughs> so we get there, it's cold, it's rainy, it's gray. Uh, it was like fifty degrees and um, fifty degrees Celsius, so our skin was melting off. But it was basically just uh, just felt like Portland or Seattle. It was really nice though. I had a great yeah. time. Uh, Melbourne's really nice. Mel- Mel- Melbourne's Melbourne, a, Melbourne, Melbourne's a nice city. Is that um, just because of their accent that it's Melbourne, yeah. or is it pr- actually pronounced Melbourne? I think the accent just makes if you say Melbourne with an Australian accent, it's Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne. Okay. Just like uh, Can- I thought it was Canberra. It's it's Canberra. Can- no, I, I think I, I'm still saying it wrong. Or Bri- Brisbane is Brisbane. Like how Florida's Florida. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But it's good to be talk back. Out of their asses. I'll talk out of my penis hole. <laughs> I wish that was the same. You're just talking out of your penis hole, dude. It's good to be back, though. It's good to be back in the States. Uh, back to sunny LA where it's fucking 95 degrees outside. In, in it's actually feeling scorching. actually pretty nice. It's uh, it's like 80-something degrees during the day. And at night, there's a cool breeze now. Even in the yeah. mornings, it's a bit cool. Because it's September. not chilly yet. I'm excited for the cool season. I, I If there's one thing I miss from... Here's the here's the thing. I liked the coldness in South Carolina. What I did not like about the coldness is that it would be f- below freezing to freezing in the morning, and then around noon it would just get scorching hot. So you just have like jeans and a jacket. You'd have to change. I remember like getting up to go to class in the morning. It would you would have to wear like a thick jacket because it'd be fucking freezing. There'd be frost on the ground. Yeah, sophomore year of college, you know, I had my pea coat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then. By the time it's like lunchtime, you have to just wear like shorts and a t-shirt because it'd be like 150 degrees outside. Not literally, but no. it, it would just be fucking insane, the, the temperature difference. But uh, a big thank you to the uh, Australian boys that uh, hosted us, them being Max and Chad and Scott and the rest of them in the office, in the in the Cool Shirts office. Yuri, well. Yuri. The, the intern who... Well, fuck Yuri. Yuri, Yuri... That, that, that cloud, I'll, I'll give a preface to the cold ones episode coming out <laughs> soon. That's not my proudest moment. Oh, oh no. You can't remember it, but I do. I, I don't remember. I, I remember that. I, I, there it was, was a bad. Point, there was a point where, like, you'll see it in the video where, like, Chad, Max, and I all look at each other. We're like, do we continue? What do we do? Oh, how, no. do we, how do we work? How do we work off of this? And I feel like, oh, I'm not. It's going to make for a good episode, but I feel like your drunkenness was the it catapulted us to the end of the podcast well we still did get over two and a half hours recorded we'll see how we much of that three hours before. recorded on their podcast we had two and a half on ours but had the cut oh, a we lot had of three shit. on cold ones i think so <sighs> okay well i i don't remember the last third because here's what happens 
you know, we weren't getting that drunk on Coleman's. We were both mildly drunk. And then had a cider beer too yeah. before in. Um, but then it was time to do a cloggy, which is, you know, we got to drink out of a wooden clog. And I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, Yuri, who's the intern at their office, uh, was tasked to bring us um, some grog. So he brought us a, a, a grog clog full of uh, full of some and what he he told us he said there's two shots of vodka in this and you know that'll get you pretty drunk so we're like okay well this will this will be a lot but we got this we chug him down lo and behold he he had, he told a little fib there was four shots of vodka in each one and that's the teaser for the cold ones podcast which we'll be releasing in a few weeks maybe it was uh it was hor- uh I I am I'm scared to see that footage I got oh you should be. I have a very low body weight so when i you broke things i i broke myself i don't want to give away too much i did fall through a table and break but this is the most drunk i've seen you since japan i don't think i ever and that's the most drunk drunk i've been since japan when you came back and threw up in the toilet and woke me up after i was reading harry potter no well that i was i was sick from drinking that time but i wasn't falling down like i was at cold no. ones cold ones i couldn't stand and max actually texted me a video today that i watched and i i just cringed i was like oh my god no that that's the whole half hour is dedicated oh, to that no, 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 no. <laughs> oh buddy it's it's i'm excited everyone's um, good thing i'm a child well i am <laughs> it's not that i can't hold like, my liquor it's just i, I was, can't hold his fucking brew. I, I okay first of all I'll, I am not the best at holding my liquor, so I'll preface with that. Second of all, I didn't realize how much I was actually drinking because I was lied to about how much alcohol <laughs> I was given. So I got one of those like rare drunks where it's like in a blue moon you get so drunk that it's just like uh, everyone else in the room is just gets sobered up by how drunk you are. We were all very drunk because we still like – I still had about the same amount as you did. I got way drunker before any I think of I had about the same amount as you did. But you got – I. I my body weight here. I know, I know. I'm not. I'm. That's not a judgment, my friend. I love you. What What, what I was saying is just. Uh, yeah, it definitely was a moment where there was this point, and I said it earlier, but there was this point where the th- three super drunk. Like as I said, this is the most intoxicated I've been in a while. More intoxicated than I got in Japan. I feel. Um, where we all three just quickly just were like looked right at. Wait, you was there, like, was there huh? like a. And, and I'm sure when I watch it, I'll, I'll see it. But was there kind of like a turning point moment where it was like it was almost like you could see the alcohol just. It's like we came back from a restroom break and then it was then I think it was just hard to get back into the rhythm, rhythm of the oh. podcast because of how drunk we got. Well, I'm, I'm just trying to my, I have a lot of memories not at the table and I'm trying to figure out how I got from the podcast table to the other parts of the room in the episode. Well, I don't want to spoil it. It's all much. on camera. But, so uh, but, well, it'll be it'll be again stored in time. The McGee jeans have done me well. Still, I have not experienced a hangover. Even after that. Well. Still no hangover. Because I can't go, because I'm not able to, you know, talk about what happened after Cold Ones, because there's no video for it. I'll go, I'll talk about it now. Um, I, here's what happened after that Cold Ones episode. So you can go back and listen to this after you watch the episode, which will come out whenever it comes out. But basically... Uh, I, I threw up probably nine or 10 times. Yeah. Like I threw up a lot and there's videos of it, uh, which Max will not be posting. <laughs> I said, I said, you cannot post that. That's there's, I'm, there's one where I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the cool shirts office on the floor and I'm just like swaying side to side and I'm, and I'm telling Max a joke and then just in the, like the middle, I'm just like, <laughs> just puke in the trash do you, can. Do it's you disgusting. remember the footage that I still have? From that time when we used to live together where you got really drunk and it's the toilet seat thing and, and you just nodded off in the toilet bowl. And I dragged my I dragged my lip bottom lip across, across the, the toilet, toilet seat. seat. Luckily, it was my toilet seat, but it's still fucking gross. Yeah. Like if that was a public toilet seat. that. But basically, uh, this makes me sound like I'm an alcoholic. I've I've been joking. I, I did the air with the Doctor Evil air quotes. I've been joking about it for a while. I don't think that you have a problem with alcohol. I think, like you don't have you don't have an addiction. But my feeling is I go a little overboard. Is not that you? It's yes, but it's because you just I don't I don't know if you like don't know your limit or you're overconfident in the amount. I don't know what it is. No, but it seems I, like I, it seems like you always reach the limit and then go a little. I'm just stupid. Well, he, well, here's the thing: you also have the Tucker brothers egging you on. We went to go see uh, the director's cut of Midsummer last night, 
and lo and behold, what did, what did Jackson do? That was that what was. It, well, we we were just in there. You you thankfully got me. You got me a movie pour, by the way. I said, was that what you wanted? No, no, no. Like I'm just saying, like there's two. You, there's the there's the eight ounce, and then there's the movie pour, which is twelve ounces. I, you got me the movie pour, and it lasted me the whole movie. I thought I, I have to figure you'd want the movie pour. I was like, give the movie pour. <laughs> Very nice. But I go and um, so we're in the middle of the watching the movie. But well, before we get into this, no, we'll talk about it afterwards. Get into the story. Sorry, I bought a beer, like an eight ounce beer, because I'm like, you know what? I, I should drink a little less, especially after Australia. My Your liver, li- my is liver done. is not. It's working overtime right now, so. Um, Your liver did a speed run that night. Yeah, my my I don't want to see what my liver looks like right now. <laughs> like your lungs and my liver are probably racing each other to the finish line <laughs> no. right now. Who's gonna die first? You have liver disease or me of lung cancer? Well, uh it, it's a race, isn't it, buddy? It is. Well we'll see we'll see who wins. I always get back into smoking, it seems, when I go abroad. Cause I'm cause I'm good about it when I'm here. Then when I go abroad, I start smoking or something. Because it's like vacation. You're like, ooh, it doesn't Exactly. Count, and then I'll come back and I'll be like, oh, I still have a pack left over. Might as well smoke mm-mm, this. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> no, no, no. But what happened was, uh, you know, I had I had like a, a fourth of a cup I of beer like, left. Uh, I had like a fourth Are you drunk of a now, buddy? A got a lisp? <laughs> got a little bit yeah, of Yeah, actually, I, I did a couple shots before the podcast. No, uh, I, I had like a fourth of beer left. And you know, I was like sitting next to Harrison, Jackson, and Carson, and I was like, "Hey, you guys want some?" And I and I not Carson because he's twenty. Yes, but Jackson Harrison, I was like, "Would you guys like some of this before you know it's gone?" And I had a straw in my beer because I was at the movies, and I was like, "You know, I'll drink. I'll drink it." Is that a classy way to drink beer? It's very classy. It's it's how that's how straw all, was it all, a bendy straw? No, it was just a, a regular straw. Was but it I, a plastic straw, Matthew? The movie theater didn't offer paper straws. If there were a paper straw, I would have gone for it even no, though I hate them. you need to get your own metal straw. I should get a glass straw and carry it around and actually crunch it in my <laughs> mouth. Get glass shards. Because when you know you usually bite straws, you'll just do that on the glass straw. Oh, Jesus. I should have thought of glass in my mouth. Anyway. I think most people would. I pass the beer down. Uh, some sips are had. And then it's passed back to me. And there's like two sips left maybe. You're like, I'm just gonna suck this down. I'm gonna suck the rest of it down. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's a little bit, just a little bit of beer. I'm gonna suck, suck that, suck that bad boy down. So I put my lips on that straw and I suck, 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 suck it all up in one, one swift suck. And uh, see, Jackson had played a little prank on me. He had drinking all of my beer and decided to replace it with uh, whiskey from his flask, which he was carrying around. Uh, so I just big old, big old gulp <laughs> of whiskey, which I'm not a big fan of whiskey. I used to like whiskey a lot. Whiskey is not my friend. Uh, and that one was just not fun. I just, I instantly swallowed it because it was this fight or flight reaction where instead of spitting it out, it's like my body's only like mechanisms like to get rid of it was like swallow, swallow. So I swallowed it and I was like, oh, oh, and my eyes are watering. It just smelled like, like liquor around me for like a minute. And I, I was just in in hell. It was horrible. And then I got a horrible headache. Not fun, so thank you, Jackson. I'm like, I'm trying to cut back on drinking, and like, is this your new prank to start? Because this morning I had my coffee, and I saw Harrison try to. Uh, I had like was two he sneaky left. about it? No, I caught him, but but he seems, he, he seems like Jackson's the sneaky. Jackson's one. the sneaky one. Harrison was gonna try to replace my coffee with bourbon, and I was like, so why? <laughs> it's nine a.m. Why is this a new joke? You have to drive to work. You got, are you guys trying to like make me an alcoholic? Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not drinking anymore. But he I ain't drinking well. any less. <laughs> <laughs> how did how did you like Midsummer, Matt? I loved Midsummer. I thought I thought it was incredible. I couldn't tell how you liked it because I can never tell during a movie because you'll uh, you'll do the Matt Watson poses and I can never tell if that's out of boredom or just because no, it's because movie I, seats are uncomfortable because you have a a different a different uh, state of being physically than most people. No, I the way I'm sitting is never. Uh, indicative a testament of how i how like a movie i just have a lot of limb and movie theater seats aren't very comfortable so i uh i'm also very fidgety so i i move around a lot during movies i i'm i always go between like two poses it's the it's the forward like i'm all the way forward forward, yeah or i'll just have my 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 arms resting on my tummy yeah i i like (laughs) my tummy dude i cross my legs a lot because I like crossing my legs like this, but there's not really room in the theater to do that. So I, I'll cross them uh, real twisty and shit. It's because you're a homosexual. No, I don't. Let me tell you something, Ryan. Crossing your legs like that does not make you a homosexual. Dude, I, I like walking. Uh, how would you explain this? Or how would you describe it? Sometimes I just like kind of like walking. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Sometimes I'll just like I'll like walk and my arms will just normally do that. A little limp wrist. Yeah. A little limp wristed. It's just like it's very flow. It's very flowing. No, no, I, I do the same thing. Sometimes it just feels right. See, I didn't laugh at you when you crossed your legs, but you laughed at me when I when I walked. No, in a very I was it was manner. it was the way you like dramatized the walk. <laughs> it was very like dramatized. It was good. It was a uh, no. I, I do that sometimes. Sometimes I'll be walking and it just feels right. Or sometimes, like, you ever just, like, maybe it's because my frame is very, very slender, but sometimes I'll, like, I like to rest my uh, my hands on my hips like this, like, real high up. And I know that if my father saw me doing this, he'd go, son, why you got your hands on your hips like that? I hate that, like, just comfortable poses. It's like, that's gay. It's like, how is that gay? It's comfortable. Because it's, here's the thing. It's flip-flopped a lot because, uh, what, in medieval times, to be high class, you you know, you you essentially men looked like flowers. They looked like they were cosplaying as flowers, like the berries and cream guy. Yeah, yeah. And and now it's like uh, I remember being told uh, when I was younger in in South Carolina if I if I crossed my legs uh, this way, which for the audience, basically it's it's if you're a girl wearing a skirt and you wanted to cross your legs, you know, you would you would just kind of cross. I don't know how to even describe it. I feel it. like girls cross their legs when they're wearing skirts for a different reason. Exactly. But I think that's why it's considered gay, right? Because that's how girls are supposed to cross their legs. So if a guy yeah. crosses his legs, I remember I, I had a... It's, uh, it's, it's, in, it's supposed to be indicative of like, what? You don't have a penis? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Well, where, where are your balls? I, they're tucked in. They, go, they recede inside my body when I cross my legs. Nice and warm. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that. And find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Sorry, I'm, I'm feeling a bowel movement. Yeah, I saw that look. That's like the classic Ryan, like, am I going to shit right now? Or I'll, I'll wait on it. I say I was about to actually look, jump into a conversation from that last point, but I realized maybe maybe some conversations are better off the podcast because the last podcast was pretty grotesque. So yeah. I'm not going to jump into this one. Uh, the last one with Max and Chad or the one before that? Max and Chad. the one before that was pretty grotesque. The last few have been pretty grotesque. I, I apologize. We'll try to make it a little more, uh, a little a little less gross. So we've had some pretty gross conversations about gross things lately so uh i, I don't want to be known as the gross guys so i'll, I'll reel it back that, that's our new podcast name. welcome to the gross guys podcast <laughs> i'll say i'll save that story for like 10 episodes from now when we've earned enough like nice boy points you know what makes our podcast different because we're epic is it just is it just because we could have one i think that it's just because like, hey we could have one. We're just two random <laughs> fucking dudes who are like let's do a podcast isn't that every podcast now Bro. Everyone has a podcast. Every I guess it's just personality based. It's personality know? based. It's because like it's I, not I, like we. It's not like you can show someone our podcast off the street and they'd love it. I feel like you are like have to be a fan of what we do. I think to what begin makes, with or know who we are. Yeah, what makes a difference is the fact that it's us. <clears throat> and uh, for anyone who's who's listening to the podcast who has introduced someone to it, or you yourself only exclusively listen to the podcast, can you please explain to me? Why out? Why you listen to us if if not for the outside knowledge of what we do on YouTube? I'm just actually very curious, and there's going to be no comments answering that question because the likelihood of that being a thing is very low. It, it, I already answered it several times. I don't know why you're not hearing me. I said it's because we're epic. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm ignoring answer. my best friend. I, I'm, 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 I, dude. Fame has changed me. I know, man. It's gone I'm to your sorry. head and. 
Uh, I see you floating up in the clouds. I, I need to pull you back down. I need, to, I need to grab your ankles and jerk you back down, man. By the way, before we went to the movie, that fucking Thai place we went to was amazing. That's probably the the best Thai meal I've had in um, in L.A. Oh, it was so good. It's on a Sunset <clears throat> Boulevard. It's called Toy on Sunset. Toy on Sunset. really good. Go to, if you're in L.A., check it out. Tasty restaurant. God, I still have a craving for fucking oysters, my man. And I'm not talking about your mommy's oyster. I'm talking about the sea fish. <laughs> the sea fish? The sea creature. Sea fish? <laughs> I can Whoa! eat some sea fish tonight. <laughs> sea fish. And he, show, and he shows his beautiful pussy. I just imagine a southern man with a very beautiful pussy. And that, that's the joke. I feel like, can, can, a southern, can you have a beautiful pussy and be a southern man? Absolutely. I feel like part of the, the pussy's allure is who is attached to. I mean, I guess you can have a good-looking penis on a on a on a yeah, good-looking penis yeah. I, on I've a seen, beautiful woman. Oh, I mean, we we've seen a lot of them. There, honestly, like I'll I'll look at a, a dick on someone who's trans, and I'll just be like, oh wow, that's that's that's, that's a lot nicer than my penis. I know. I'm like, I am jealous of how nice that penis. Well, is. if you got to go to a goddamn build a bear workshop to choose your dick, <laughs> all right, Dad, you can leave the room. <laughs> okay, see, I love you. See, see you, Dad. You still have your penis though. <laughs> For now, yeah. Okay. You ain't drinking cider, are you? I am drinking a cider right now. That's a pussy beer. Why don't you pour that down your goddamn hymen, you piece of shit? <laughs> yeah, well, you that... see, Dad, you don't pour anything into a hymen. You pour it onto, you pour it into the vagina. You pour it into the vagina, the vaginal opening. The, the hymen no, he just left. is at the... He, he's he's gone. gone, yeah. Okay. We started talking about <laughs> female reproductive parts, and it scared him, so he left. <laughs> yeah, he, like, oh, oh! <laughs> he confused him. You ever, you ever, uh... Kiss a man, yeah. <laughs> When you were in college, do you ever just walk into a room and just smell sex? Yes. Every time I walked into my room. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, every every time uh, I don't know what sex smells like because I've never had it. Yeah, I don't. I haven't either. Uh, no, I remember like walking into someone's room. Is it just sweat. Is it it just smells like sweat it's, and it's pussy. Not, it's like a and some groins. It's it's very specific smell. It's like skunk, not skunky, but it's it's heavy. It's musky. I don't know how to describe it, but you know when you smell it, you're like, oh, that is someone. Someone was just fucking. It's yeah. not. It's not. It's not pleasant. It's not a pleasant smell to to casually encounter. It's like, ugh, okay, that smells like. Uh, if you, if you've ever gotten into, I got into a car once, uh, and it became very apparent <clears> that people had recently had sex in it and it right was, before picking you up uh yeah and i was like oh gee, i didn't say anything were you in the car rider line <laughs> <laughs> my uh yeah so my, my dad and my mom are coming to pick me up and it was very apparent that some fucking had just taken your dad place. and your sister were coming to pick you up <laughs> my dad used i remember my dad used to uh when, when he would drop my sister off at school Ooh. he would uh uh-oh I like no, this is not going where you think it's going. Uh, basically, he would Fuck. just he would try his hardest to embarrass me and my sister a lot. So I remember we had like a bicycle helmet in the back seat. And he was dropping my sister off. He wear it, and he would put the bicycle <laughs> helmet on and just start like, like he would just pull up in the car with the bike helmet on, and she'd be like, "Dad, take that off, take it off." And he'd be like, "Bye, sweetheart," and like wave out the window. <laughs> I love that. Because like to everyone else, this girl's getting dropped off, and her dad's just driving with a bicycle helmet. <laughs> Bye, sweetheart. Love you. And that's one thing I'll take from my father. I will. I will. I will embarrass my children. Well, actually, I'm already doing that right now by having a podcast at the age of 23. Yeah. Because then my kids will go back and be like, I can't believe you said all this shit. By us working on YouTube and by us having our own podcast, I feel like that automatically makes us sterile. My, my, my dad's a tax auditor. But, oh, mine's a fireman. But yeah, my, not my legitimately sterile like Brent. Yes. No, more more just kind of like sterile uh, by like we, people won't want to reproduce with us because like, oh, yeah. you guys are YouTubers. You guys are podcasters. Okay, cool. Um, Let's get off the subject of sex. Yeah, so that's enough. It sex makes me talk. uncomfortable. It scares me. It's Mostly, because it makes me frustrated because I I've never had it, and not, I want, and I and I and I would just want to know what it feels like to be in love with someone. I just want to know what the touch of another human feels like. You know. You know, it could it could be anyone. You know, it could be, it could be a, it could be someone I meet offline. It could be, it could be someone across the. Um, do you have any plans this? What are you doing this week? We're working just, on super mega all week. We yeah, I was just do. asking. I just, I just, I felt uncomfortable like with the subject matter. N not, not afterward. I'm just changing the subject completely. I don't, I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's fine. Oh, you and I could have sex. Like that's a thing that could actually occur. 
Okay. It's like actually in the realm of possibility. Uh, I, because, guess, I like, guess I guess technically anything is, yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, right? It's in the realm of possibility that you and I could end up having sex, like mm. anal penetration sex. Yeah, I mean, in this universe. Isn't that crazy? Thing, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we could go keep going on doing Super Mega and act like it never <coughs> happened and just have sex and just forget about it. <coughs> but, like, just at that one time, that one night, we could just do that. Like, that that's just some that's a crazy hypothetical that could actually just happen. Yeah, that's crazy. And it wouldn't, mm-hmm. if we forgot about it, if we said we wouldn't talk about it anymore, it wouldn't be gay. Because it's like a joke. No, I know. Exactly. We could do yeah, it ironically. I, I hear you. We could have ironic gay so sex. So you like Midsummer, you said? Yeah, Midsummer was a fantastic movie. I, I liked it. We saw the director's cut. Which you haven't seen the original cut. I haven't seen the original is, cut. It's 30 minutes shorter. If there's one thing I would say, if I would give my review of the director's cut, I'd say most of the stuff they cut for good reason. If there's there's one scene in particular that I think shouldn't have been cut, and unfortunately was, um, I'm just gonna say it's it's a it's a fight, not like a physical fight, but it's, like a, an it's a verbal scene. fight between a couple, and I think that it it helped the movie a little bit. It was great. It was it was a very shocking. It was real disturbing. Movie. Very slow paced too. Very slow paced, but it paid off. Methodically paced, I guess. Yeah, and there was also a lot of uh, it was very graphic. The, it, well, that's it, what I like are. about the 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 violence in the movie. It's not, it's not like your Eli Roth's hostile, or it's not like a like a James Wan saw. It's, it's very it's, realistic. It's very yeah. It's um, Ari Aster does very um, realistic. Uh, depictions of violence, even back in Hereditary, you see it and you're like, "Ooh, yeah!" It's like, "Oh shit!" That it's that's... a kind of like uncomfortable gore where it's just really real. And it's like, "Oh god, ugh." Yeah, we're like not uh... like super over the top, like, <laughs> but more like just kind of like real. Yeah, like visceral, vis- viscerally real. The the thing that I um really liked about the violent scenes that I that made it a lot more effective. Um, was that there would be kind of silence when something would happen. Where there there wouldn't be like a, a a sting, like a musical sting or a note or something when something yeah. violent happened. It would just kind of like if some, let's say um, uh, someone hit their head on the ground, you hear a realistic thud. You don't hear a, you know, it's just you don't like, hear a splatter, the watermelon sound effect. You just, you, it's just a very just hard knock. And it's like, it makes you jolt back because it's like, oh, that's like if I just saw it on a recording or something. There was that couple in the theater. That, the annoying like, one? Yes. Because like There's two annoying couples in the theater. I remember there's a part where a guy dies in the movie and she goes, Oh my god. I hated it's them. Like, Shut up. In my head, like I don't wanna I don't wanna come across as like some pretentious asshole, but they're the simple movie rules. Don't use your fucking phone during the movie. Um Harrison. Um <laughs> Sorry, man, sorry. I, I look. Every everyone that I go to a movie theater does it. Maybe I'm the odd one out. I hate seeing a phone screen in a theater. Unless it's like an emergency, then I understand it. Um, but something that I hate even more than that, I don't hate it. I just dislike it. It takes me out of the movie. But something I hate is when people like that, like she was having a full-fledged conversation at one point. I remember. I could hear And that. she was just like, so I just don't understand. Like, why would they do that? It's like, just shut up. Shut the fuck up. How is someone like you, you stupid moronic person and your stupid moronic boyfriend? How? Sorry, I'm going on a bit of a rant. How are you interested in the director's cut of midsummer like why would you come to see it if you have this personality like it just didn't it didn't match with me it's like did you just come to see this movie to talk in it did you hear that it was like a a green inferno type of movie or like a saw five type of film where you're gonna come in here with your stupid fucking fake tan boyfriend who has a awful receding hairline matt he has you have a hairline he would be jealous of well that's still not a compliment to me it is very much a compliment you're still saying that I don't have a good hairline. You don't, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you. But regardless, just like I know, it makes me sound pompous and let, an asshole. Let the hate flow through you. But but like but like, fuck them, dude. They really like they were getting on my nerves. I know, like I'm not, and I'm and I'm never not obvious about it. I'm, I know you're sitting next to me. You can see me every now and then, just like look over, like no, you, glare. You at give them. It like a death glare. Yeah, I, I would see that several times. You just like. I haven't I haven't done it yet. I'm getting to the point where at some point I'm just gonna have to shush or get up and like be like, hey, could you please be quiet? Dude, I almost did that. I was so close to doing that on our flight back from Australia because I was trying to, to the sleep. baby. Yep. <laughs> like two rows in front of you, there's a baby that not a baby, it was like a little kid, <laughs> and the kid kept doing the same sound effect, like da 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 
dead. And and the mom just didn't care. The mom was just letting the kid do it. And I just like, he probably went on for about seven minutes straight. And I, and I was getting so close because it's it's the part of the flight when they dim she's the deaf lights. to it at this point because she deals with it at home. And, and I was just like, I was so close to just like kind of like anonymously going shh, <laughs> just just a quick little shh. Like like where she can't tell that it came from me, but she's like, she's like oh, somebody did it. You know, should have definitely thrown something at him. I was I was so close to just like it was just so annoying, dude. Like kids kids just get on my nerves. Here's here's movie etiquette. Here's 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 what you do. Um, during the previews, have your phone out. Go go ham. Have fun. Talk to your friends during the previews. I don't give a shit. When the movie starts, turn your phone all the way off. Or if you're expecting like there to be maybe if if you're worried that there's an emergency and you have some sort of anxiety tied to that. Have it on vibrate in your pocket, but don't pull it out to like check social media. Like I, I, I like there's something in me where it's like, I don't understand like why someone, cause like I'm on my phone all the time. I, I would say like, I'm almost addicted. Like if, like if I'm watching something, I'm also on my phone. Like I'm double tasking just to be on my phone sometimes, but like, why can't you just go without your phone for two hours? Just like sit in a movie and just turn off the phone, whatever. On top of that, why do you have to have a full-fledged conversation? You can have like I I don't mind like it's like oh shit funny funny comment here that's 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 what a movie's for you know you're you're experiencing it with your friends and sometimes when a movie tries to get a reaction and the audience reacts verbally that's fine but don't have a full-fledged conversation like you're just sitting on your couch with your feet up on the ottoman um, and I think that's about oh three don't bring a, a child to an R-rated film. Because sometimes that happens and like the child will cry or just speak. And it's like, what are you, what's going on here? I remember I went to, when I, when I speak, I, I mentioned Green Inferno earlier. When I went to go see Green Inferno in theaters, there was like a little toddler in there. I'm like, what's the point? You couldn't get a babysitter? <laughs> I guess. But at the same time, the Green Inferno is not worth spending the extra ticket for your little baby i forgot i went to i went to some really serious movie and someone it was like an r-rated movie and somebody brought their toddler and the toddler kept loudly talking the whole movie just like out loud at the movie because they do that and it's like like yeah it's cute but not during the movie yeah like i i expect there to be talking during a kid's movie because kids talk like that's whatever every time i go see a kid's movie by myself (laughs) all the kids are talking when i'm in midsummer like i like, the people who are to our left, they're the typical Valley fucking douchebags where they're, like, in their 30s acting like they're still in high school and they still have that high school mentality of looks and and, and they're it just... I'm, I know I shouldn't be able to piece together everything about who they are as a person by that one interaction I had with them. I, I didn't realize you, you, had a, you held some shit in last night. Well, it's like, it's like the... Within Midsummer specifically, or in any movie like it, there are moments of silence where, yeah. where silence is used in film to be effective. And if you interrupt that silence, it renders that it's moment ineffective. Annoying. Also, I like it's fine to like blurt out during, I think. Like, but, oh, shit. Like, I don't care. Like, if you react to something like that, but don't go, oh, shit. Then turn to your significant other. Why would they do that? Do, do you think they actually did that in real also, life? It's, it's, it's crazy. When oh you're the God. only one in the theater blurting out. That's, yeah. Can get, like, the first time, maybe it's an accident. And you're like, oh, shit. Oh, maybe also, this was, like, at the arc light. So I just, I usually have uh, better experiences there. I, I, regardless of those guys, I still thought it was a really good movie. And I, I did, uh, I, I enjoyed it. And, and I, I would like to see it again down the road. You should see the original cut because I feel like it condenses things. In a better way, it was a very slow movie. It was long, mm-hmm. but it was it was still very good. I mean, cinematography was, was, was like three hours. The By director's the, cut. The set, the people like who did the set design, the 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 set dressing and the aging of everything in that uh, particular area, like in that field, I thought did a fantastic job. Like the shapes of the houses, yeah, like that was all built for the movie. That's not like just a pl- a place they found. Um, I also uh, the the uh, actors they get. Um, sometimes I like paying attention to kind of like just the side actors that they get. And I don't know how else to explain it, but when they had someone foreign explaining something to um, an American, they had a lot of little nuances that made it actually feel like it was someone explaining and not just off of a script. Because there's a lot of times where you're listening to dialogue in a movie and you're like, this was I can I can see this on the page. But a lot of uh, the dialogue in this, um, in between, like uh, a, a villager and um, someone, uh, I guess one of the teenagers or whatever, college students, seemed 
very natural. I like the dialogue yeah. and the people seem like they could actually exist. The only character that sometimes brought me out of it, I think, was Will Poulter's character. He was like the douchebag that's yeah, watching yeah, yeah. like cell phone Detroit, videos. right? He was the like racist cop in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. That would still you... did a good job. I'm no, not saying he good. did bad, but I say like out of all of the characters in the movie, I feel like he is your typical horror movie character. Yes. As opposed to anyone else. The main actress, as you stated when we got out of the movie, did a phenomenal job. She's really good, yeah. Um, she's dating uh, Zach Braff. Is she? Yeah. Poor girl. Yeah. There was um <laughs> Garden State, dude. Let's join a uh, <laughs> let's join a commune. Nah. You wanna join a commune with no, me? I'm good. What what would it take to get you to join like a commune? I don't know. I like I I I feel like I wouldn't be able to play games or watch movies. Oh, well, I don't no, know. What they, if it's they, a commune? They watched based, Austin Powers. They were watching. What if it's an Austin Powers themed commune? And, and some, <laughs> we all dress like you. Austin Powers. Yeah, baby. <laughs> okay, it's, it's like it's like in the mountains of Norway. I'd, get, I'd go to the Austin Powers commune, and yeah. like everyone dresses up like Austin Powers. You know, you have to speak in the Austin Powers accent. <laughs> It's it's just a big Austin Powers commune, like a big cult, and but it's self sustaining. You know, you grow your own vegetables there. You know, you you have your own livestock. You build like everyone makes their own clothes. Yeah. it's like a really self sustaining, beautiful community of of people that care about each other and just want the best for their little uh, <laughs> but ecosphere. You, but, but you it, all but it's, have like bowl cuts and dress up as Austin Powers. Yeah, baby. It's just <laughs> yeah, a big baby. Austin yeah. Powers cult. Groovy, baby. Dude, I would. Have you seen any of the movies? I haven't. <laughs> of course you haven't. But but what better way for me to see the movies than to to, to, to go out there and, and journey out into the Norwegian wilderness and find myself uh, an Austin Powers commune? <laughs> I rewatched Goldmember not too long ago, and I was like... I do know... No, actually, I've seen bits and pieces like from when my sister and her friends would watch it. I, mm. I know why Goldmember is called Goldmember, because I remember Solid seeing that scene. Gold. It's because his penis... Beyonce's in it. His penis is a, mm-hmm. is a gold, gold key. Yeah. He well, he lost his penis in an unfortunate in an in an unfortunate schmelting accident. Schmelting? Yeah. Oh, he, like he's Dutch. Like smelting? Yeah. Oh, but he said sh- okay, he's Dutch. He's yes. In an unfortunate schmelting accident. Yes. Haha. Very I, funny. I, I remember I was a kid. And he I also saw- eats his skin that sheds off. Ew. He'll, it'll like flake off, and he keeps it in a little golden pouch, or he'll like eat it. Dude, movies from that era. Talk about talk about Master of Disguise. Uh, remember this? Remember at the end when there's the scene with George Bush? <laughs> Yeah. As a kid, dude, I thought that was actually George <laughs> Did Bush. Did you? And every time it came on, I was like, how do they get George <laughs> Bush in this movie? How do, they, how do they get George Bush and Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay? I don't, dude. He's just being in all these great movies. My favorite iteration of Bush is Sam Rockwell in um, Vice. Vice, yeah. He's good. He's good as Bush. I still, like... There, there are problems with Vice, but I, but I did, I do not regret spending money to see that movie. Mm. Like I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed I, it too. I um, we should. Oh man, how much does George Bush sell his paintings for? I'd love to get one and have it in the <laughs> Super Megaplex. That's where the Patreon money is going, God, guys. Could sell those for like hundreds of thousands if you wanted. Guys, to. we're we're spending, we're saving up months of the Patreon earnings so we can buy an original piece by George W. Bush. Is it Ringo Starr who does the, <laughs> the really shitty like Microsoft? Paint ones? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I wish uh, they're so bad. He would do a uh, Microsoft Paint paintings and stuff. Oh, dude, that I mean, the value would only go up if he did it Microsoft Paint. I mean, you think if I painted, you think. The... Right, I guarantee if you if you painted real paintings, you could sell them online for a for a hot penny. I wonder, like, if I sold like my paintings for like one hundred bucks, yeah, each, like very, like, and I worked on them. Yeah, I'm sure, of course, people would buy them. Someone be like, "Can you draw me a?" Uh... No, th- nobody tells me what to paint. It comes from you. It comes from the inside it's, of it's you. Inspiration, you know. I, I draw inspiration from something. If someone tells you, Ryan, can you can you paint me and my fiance and our and our wiener dog, you just say, hell no, bitch. I I paint what, what I feel in my soul. I paint what comes out of here. But if you were to give me a few hundred extra, yeah, I'll paint you and, and your wiener dog and your fiance. Wiener dogs are fucked up little creatures, man. They're cute, though. They're cute. They're very cute. They're, they're just mean like, things, though. They can be real fucking mean. Just like chihuahuas. I, 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 I knew a guy growing up who, he, he had a wiener dog, and that thing was mean. That thing would, would always growl at me. And... I feel like almost every... Like any small breed or toy breed is gonna is gonna do that. They got little dog syndrome. They were they they they. I don't, why do little dogs act so tough? Is it is it like actually a genetic thing? It's or a it, defensive thing, I'd imagine, because they know they're small. And Just so like they, a raccoon does it. 
like even a possum will hiss at you. But also, but like big animals do it too, like bears and lions and bears and tigers. Oh my! But like, why? If a like, big animal does it, it's 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 you you really don't have a chance. If 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 a big animal is growling at you, I, I feel like you're mostly done. If a little animal is, it, I think a little animal is telling you to go away. A big animal at first is like go away if it feels threatened, like a bear. But if, to if solve a bear that threat, at me, I would be like fuck. If a larger animal sees the threat and is like get away or I will kill you. A smaller animal will be like, go away or I'll keep doing no, this. No, but do you think in a small animal's head it think it's, thinks it's capable of... of... <clears throat> It'll try. I don't, like, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think animals have that have that uh, kind of... I don't think they have any form of cognizance. confidence. They don't, have, they don't have the ability to be confident. Like when, it, when a wiener dog growls at me, it's warning me like, back off or I'll like, you know... I'll, I'll do I'll, something. I'll, 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 I'll take something. you down. Like I'll kill you. Yeah. Like in its head, do you think it, it thinks it can actually kill me? Do you think it's like because you know a bear, a bear? I don't I, think I don't think it's like sizing you up in its head like we size the stuff up, but it's definitely like gauging its probability. But it's still going to fight and give it its all regardless. That's true because you know like a bear, a mountain lion. I run into that in the wild, and it wants to it wants to fuck me, not sexually, but like fuck me up. Yeah, it knows in its head. I'm pretty sure that it's like I'm gonna win this one. Like this, I'm well gonna... because it sees you as prey. Those other things see you as a threat. These th- these see you as prey, as something to conquer. Oh, I could also and see... women, like like Ethan, <laughs> I could see also like I could see them seeing you as a threat though. For instance, like when, if you were if you run into like a grizzly bear with its cubs, you're like, fucked. It'll it'll fuck you because it sees you as a threat because it's got its kids around. And then it's like, say so it'll attack you. I, I wish you could. It just will be... not fuck you. Did I say fuck again? Yeah. I don't know what's on my mind today. <laughs> Shit, man. You know, I'm ah, just getting man. all silly. No, that's fine, man. Yeah, but like that's that's one thing I I don't want to have an encounter with is, is a, a large bear? wild animal like a just just anything that can kill me in the wild rhino a hippo Dude, rhinos are terrifying elephant i saw a video of a rhino giraffes will kill you i saw a video of a rhino attacking a safari car and it was just flipping that thing like yeah. like it was nothing it was just rolling it around and 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 like it literally put zero effort in just to flip this car over and over and over think about how cool rhinos are though rhinos seem like a like a beast that you would think would ex- like exist like long before we were around, and it did technically. But I'm talking about like it seems like it shouldn't be around today. Like it seems like a prehistoric beast. It does. Same with like when you think about it, like crocodiles and alligators. Those just those are just like straight dinosaurs, you know. Like look at them. Even like little lizards. Those are just tiny little dinosaurs. The American lion uh, was the largest like cat or I'm something sorry, American like that. lion. Yeah. We have lions in America? There wasn't actually a lion, but way better, like thousands, of, like tens of thousands oh. of hundreds of thousands. Long time ago, they're extinct now, but they were like the biggest. They are the biggest like cat that's ever existed. That's crazy, man. Especially like no- knowing that like where we are right now, like this same region of land, like Los Angeles, you know, tons of time ago, like there were like massive like 40 foot carnivorous reptiles like, oh, yeah. fighting and running around and shit there's like there was, was a like, whole phase of earth before us like several phases of just completely different shit where the earth was just it was like a different save file you know well it, it's everything got smaller yeah why is that like elephants got smaller rhinos got smaller cats got smaller dogs were... got smaller what animals exist Lizards now that, that are smaller. as big as like a lot of because back then dinosaurs sharks were huge. got smaller yeah everything got smaller I wonder what that is you think in like a million years humans are going to be little tiny little tiny little <laughs> No, things? humans are growing in size. It's cuz we drink in our milk. <laughs> I guess. Doing our push-ups. I every every animal is uh is just hiding is like they're getting smaller so they can hide from us better. What I'm actually now I'm genuinely curious why the size reduction occurs. I don't know. I I'd like to look that up. That's that's actually really interesting. On my own time. Also, why are we the size we are? I don't I don't mean to get too existential but like on a universal scale, are we really big or really? I mean, we're really small, but it's like size is a weird thing to think about because it's all relative, I guess, right? Relative to us because we're the ones who set the rules, essentially. Yeah, so we are like kind of like a base size, and things. Are well, the small. rules were there. Well, life is what it was, and then we generated rules to help us understand our own interpretation of what we see, even though that's not at all what is reality essentially is what i gather from it bro you know what i'm saying 
Yeah, in fact, um, we're we're not we're not even high or anything right now. This is just no, <laughs> I know. We're just having just intricate conversation. You know how big sloths used to be, dude? Really? You ever seen those? They're no. like bears. Let me see. I'll show you. A picture. I had a dream about sloths last night. That's funny that, that you bring that up. You look up prehistoric sloth. Man, we didn't see a fucking uh, we didn't see a single koala in Australia. No, I saw one kangaroo. We saw a kangaroo. It ran in front of our van. It was hopping. It reminded me of kangaroo Jack. Look how big that fucker is. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. That's a sloth? Yeah. Sorry, on my glasses. You I can can't. you can back up and look at more pictures of it too. What? I'll, I'll, I'll. That doesn't even look like a sloth. That looks like a terrifying fucking like. If the you viewers just look up prehistoric sloth on Google Images, you'll see what I'm talking about. Oh my god, dude! They're it, huge. They're it, like bears. I, I, and I. That's like bigger than a bear. That's I, fucking massive. I think there is. I don't know. Because it, they appear to be eating leaves and stuff, but I, I don't know if it's this particular species or this particular animal. But I think it also had. Some sharp teeth, which led people to believe that it would, it could possibly be carnivorous or, um, I guess it was like be an omnivore or something. So talking about the sloth? Yeah. It's like a carnivorous sloth? Yeah. It's freaky. But I don't think, I don't, I don't think there's like a a set, like this is definitely what it was. I think it's just because of the teeth. The teeth. Certain teeth. Dude, God damn. I, I just don't like. I don't think about it that often. When you think about dinosaurs, when you think about like all of these creatures that used to exist that are just gone forever now and we'll never know exactly what they looked like or, or know exactly what they were like, that's just fucking crazy. Have you heard that real like the person who tried to realistically create what a T-Rex roar would sound like? Because they're like, it wouldn't be a roar. It would be like this rumble it would be like this base i'll look it up have you never heard no it? i haven't heard that hold up i did i saw someone reconstructed based on like uh bone structures and and stuff they reconstructed what they thought neanderthals sounded like back then and it's really funny it's like it's like it's wait very, what, what what sounded neanderthals like? like like when you think of cavemen you're like oh, 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 like that kind of thing but it was more just like a high-pitched like uh like yelling stupid like scream sound Actually, I need to look this up too. Neanderthal voice. You, you would love okay, this. Here. It would be like this. Okay, that's a Is fucking. That... Hold on, hold on. Oh, hold it's on. walking up. I see. I thought that was a gunshot. It's sniffing. But the T Rex of... wouldn't have the need to open its. Like it doesn't roar. It just like. It just creates this bassy. Like, imagine just walking all of a sudden here. Oh my god, fuck? dude, that would be that's scarier than a roar. Yeah, that's because it's ominous. That's what Neanderthals because uh, they, they base the T Rex's like. roar and other shit like a uh, like um uh, like they made it from like donkeys and other animals and shit. So it's it has no basis in reality what they created for movies. Oh uh, yeah, but because I, I mean, there's no way to even know. Wait a second, let me let me show you what, ne- what they think Neanderthals sounded like. Just pitch up your voice. One, two, three. Now, we might have an idea that a, a matching... Is that what they sounded like, buddy? One, two, three. There's a video where it's like a, a rendering. Woolly mammoth! Woolly yeah. mammoth! Ba- basically, like Neanderthals, they, their, their vocal boxes like were more compressed. So they, they're like very high. Yeah, because I guess if it's somewhere on the evolutionary chain between monkeys and where we are now, it would be higher pitched because monkeys have that, that really high pitched. Yeah, they're our cousins, baby. There are... Uh, we go to a family reunion, you see them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. God, if we get, we've talked about it for so long, but I just know that it'll never be a reality. Having a monkey in the office? Yeah. Is that you what you Yeah, you know exactly what I was going to say. I didn't even have to <laughs> say what it imagine was. Imagine like a little monkey just all of a sudden we hear a knock. We're like, what? Little. And then we open the door and he just comes and runs in and just sits like, sits right here. He's like, hey, buddy, how you he, doing? He, he brings he, us a he bottle of water. He starts like motioning towards his mouth. He's like, oh, he's hungry. I got to go hungry. get him some Okay, hold on, guys. We'll be right back. We got to go, <laughs> we we gotta, gotta go feed I gotta go get him his bottle. <laughs> Uh, we gotta go feed little Christian. He has like a little diaper on and everything. Man, that's God. I, there's nothing greater than monkeys, man. Oh, but he'd break stuff. He'd break shit. He'd all hide the stuff. You know, we, we like we go back. Like we need to edit something, and like our computer mouse would be missing. But, like ah, uh, man, chew on shit all the time. Yeah, he'd chew on shit. He'd shit on the floor. I bet. Yeah. He'd he'd pull his diaper off and throw it around. I mean, monkeys like throwing shit <laughs> because even even though they're they're much. They're they're not humans, of course, and they're they're way less evolved and intellectual than we are. They still know shit's gross, you know. Yeah. They're, they're still like, 
this is gonna piss piss them off if I throw this. They're well, they, not gonna like this. They they think things are funny, mm-hmm. don't they? They, they like, do. They, they legitimately have like some sort of humor. They think poop them. is funny. See, <laughs> that's why they throw that, that's, it. That's that's proof that it's not immature. It's just an actual psychological. Uh, it it it's it's a biological thing. Finding poop and farts <laughs> funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Are there any animals that exist today where like, let's say, hundred thousand years from now? Humans would be like, oh, man, I wish that was around. That's so, so many, cool. Dude, so many. Because to the extent of what we see a stegosaurus as, like where we're like, that's alien to Maybe, me. Maybe because I feel like I feel like well, something, something truly is crazy. Be... There would have to be a big extinction event to, big... to wipe out entire like uh, family trees of types of species to kind of set the uh, the um, all the evolutionary track back a little bit. Have to reform some things. I just wonder what Earth's going to be like in like. Hundred thousand years. Humans won't be around a hundred thousand years. Nah, no way. I, I I feel like we don't even have another two thousand. We're fucking this place up real bad. I feel like we're fucked another we are, two thousand years. We are fucking our planet up real bad. Well, the Earth will survive. We won't. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> Earth will be fine. It'll still be but a giant rock in the middle of nowhere. Life on Earth will not yeah. be. We're we're fucking that shit up. I like how it's like save the planet but it's like you save the planet for us we're not saving the planet to save the planet it's literally just a rock in nothing in like in um never-ending nothingness so it really doesn't matter it's very insignificant but to us it matters we're saving it for every for it's it's more like just save life say shut up siri we're talking about life we're not talking about your stupid ai selena to save a planet that's what it caught it's just like uh well, I mean, yes, there are some people who want to save all of life, but I think our like uh, humans' main goal in wanting to get the environment is is very s- selfish. Sounds negative, but I, it is selfish. Well, I mean, you want to survive as a as a race, as a species, as a species, yeah, species, Spe- species. But it's like uh, we we're we're fucking the planet up pretty bad. It's pretty fucked. Yeah. Oh well, that ice is going. <laughs> who cares though, dude? As long as. As long as I can drive my big old Hummer. As long as I can have fun and then die, and then I'm good. I mean, what am I gonna? Am I gonna bitch and moan from the grave? My kid will deal with it. I know. My grand, my grandson can deal with that shit. <laughs> he can deal with what his grandpappy did. It won't, it won't matter for me. Recycle environment. Um, this is a good place to uh, put not, some ad reads. Yeah, in? put some ad reads. Let's do some ad reads. Today's episode. Did you send me the address? Super Mega Cast, I did, is brought to you by. By. (gasps) Away! Thoughtful luggage for modern travel. Cue the music, Ryan. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry. (gasps) Away is is a company that creates very, very nice travel bags and suitcases and luggage they actually sent uh us a couple of very very nice suitcases which uh we took to australia and were very very nice away has created the perfect suitcase crafted with features that make travel more seamless now they offer a range of essentials that solve real travel problems so all you have to think about is where you're headed next because getting away means getting more out of every trip to come they offer of different types of bags wowee they got the carry-on, uh, you know, includes a lightweight and durable shell that's made to last a lifetime of travel. You know, there, there's there's built-in compression pads that helps you pack more in. There's four 360-degree spinner wheels guaranteed for a smooth ride. Oh, you can ride on them. That's cool. <laughs> that you just sit on it and it zooms through the terminal. You know, they also have bigger carry-ons, Matt. Can you tell us about those? Dude, let me tell you about this, okay? Uh, the, the the bigger carry-on, that's that's actually what, what I have from mm-hmm. away. Um, I was able to throw everything I needed to, plus more in, for my trip to Australia. And the lock on it, that's that's real fucking nice. Because uh, I'm always worried those those nasty TSA agents are going to dig through all my garbage. <laughs> so I just, uh, I you know, I loaded my suitcase up with my garbage. And when I, I, I put the, the little combination in, boom, there it is. It's got a 100-day trial that lets you try any away product on the road. And, uh... There's also, my favorite thing is a removable laundry bag to separate dirty clothes from clean clothes. Isn't that genius? That is genius. I love that 100-day trial thing. Did you also know that they, they provide free shipping on any away order within the uh, contiguous U.S., Europe, and Australia? <laughs> where does it say that? Contiguous. Sorry. Conti- continent. Contigu. Wait, where is that? Within the contiguous. Contiguous? 
Did you also know that there's free shipping on any away order within the US, Europe, and Australia? We don't need that word, yeah. <laughs> you can also get away offline too. Want to see it for yourself? You can shop everything away at their stores in New York, Austin, LA, San Fran, Boston, Chicago, and London. You can also get it hand painted. You can get it customized to a wild array of colors. Uh, it's awesome. You know, they're thoughtfully designed, they're durable. They they help you organize your stuff with little pockets and fun little little things that you, you can zip up and down, you know, pockets. Pockets and zippers. Isn't isn't that fun? They're lightweight, you know. In with lightweight and durability, that's that's a win-win. Also listen to this. Knowing that away will fix or replace your suitcase ASAP if anything ever breaks means you never have to worry about your luggage. So, we have a special offer for listeners of Super Did I say offer? Yeah, we have a did. special offer for listeners of Super Megacast. Bruh, for $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash supermega and use promo code supermega during checkout. What is that, Ryan? That's awaytravel.com slash supermega with promo code supermega. Yes. While you're traveling, what else do you need besides a suitcase? You're going to need some way to clean those pearly whites, right? And what a better way to do it than with, than with, with, uh, uh, what's it called? Quip. Quip. I'm just gonna jump straight into this. I love Quip. Okay. I use it yeah. twice a day. You were using it on the in the, on the Australia trip. I, I was. You're I actually. Like, in fact, uh, uh, Chad, I, I just use my fingies. Chad, well, see, Ryan, that's why you need Quip because fingies <clears throat> don't have that that pulsing, vibrating head that'll get in between the teeth and get all that plaque off. But I have those thick bristles on my fingers. That's true, but that's a very rare case. Most people don't. That's why you need. That's why you should get Quip. It's like Peter Parker and the Sam Raimi Spider Man. I've been needing a new toothbrush. This sounds like the perfect toothbrush, Matt. Could you explain to me Dude, why me this toothbrush you. is perfect for me? <laughs> yes! Let me tell you why it's the perfect toothbrush, okay? Yeah. It's got sensitive sonic vibrations for an effective clean that's gentle on your sensitive gums. Ah, oh, my bristles aren't sensitive on my gums. That's the thing. People brush too hard, and some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive. They'll just... You know what I'm saying? You want something that's, yeah. that gets the job done, but doesn't 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 do the ripping and the tearing. It's got a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when it's time to switch sides and help you to clean your whole mouth evenly. Because guess what, Ryan? 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes and don't clean evenly. That's lazy. I know. And the brush heads, here's the thing, you never have to charge it or anything. The brush heads have the battery in it. And every few months, Quip will uh, send you a brand new, fresh, clean, freshly charged brush head. And you get a whole supply of toothpaste with that. The toothpaste is actually real nice. It's like Ooh. a very good flavor, very minty. My breath is always very fresh after I after I uh, brush my teeth with the Quip toothbrush. Matt, I'm almost sold on this Quip toothbrush. Is there anything else you'd like to add to help help the sale a little bit more? Uh, like maybe an offer or something? Yes, uh, that's why I love Quip and why it's perfect for getting back into a routine. And listen to this, guys. Quip starts at just $25. That's five months of the Super Mega Patreon membership. And if you go to getquip.com slash supermega right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash supermega. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Wow, I might have to use all that stuff. You should. You can put your quip inside of your away suitcase. Our next product is for one free kiss from a friend to another friend. Come here. There you go. That one's free. You don't have to pay anything for that. Okay, how about how about this one? Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Ryan, stop it. Stop kissing my neck. It's so sensitive. Stop it. <laughs> There's someone out there that's getting horny. <laughs> I know. Oh God, yeah, that's just so like hot. little sounds like. Oh, I don't. I hate it. Stop it. Stop. I don't like those sounds. You stick your tongue in, just. Yeah. That's the right. Let's do thirty something, minutes. Some just... sees through your teeth like. Oh, dude! I don't even. I didn't... The visual that went with watching that made it <laughs> even worse. Oh man, but uh. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's nice to be back from Australia. Mm -hmm. I'll loop it back around to that. Wow, uh, full circle. That's re nice. really fun to really fun to hang out with Max and Chad. People still boys. listen to this podcast. That's crazy. I know. Fucking I know. Idiots. We did a podcast with Max and Chad. We got real drunk on that one too. Everything we did with them, we got really drunk. Uh, we if you listen to the end of that podcast, we're just in full stupid sappy mode. It's like you know. Yeah, we were just two friends on a couch playing video games, having fun doing it. <laughs> were we? You know, my friend, Ryan. Yeah, that's, that's the end of the podcast, essentially. Uh, so much had to be cut out of that one. I'm sure. It was, it was just a lot of drunken rambling. There was a conversation that was like 30 minutes long I had to cut. Oh, I know. I know. Looking back, I was about. like, we can't keep this in. No way. 
It wasn't like inappropriate or anything. It was just like, I'd no, but not. I know the subject matter. Thanks, Chad. Fucking asshole. Fucking poo-poo. Uh, let's give an update on the Super Megaplex. No. What? No. Why not? Okay. Fuck them. What are they? They don't pay for updates. People on Patreon do. All right. Uh, I'm kidding. So yeah. for the rest <laughs> of the podcast, head over to Patreon. <laughs> but uh, no. Also, uh, thank you. We we apologize that it's, it's been slower on Patreon. Than Super Megaplex. It, it's because it we has. ordered a lot more equipment because we're building the uh, mailroom set. Now. We are. It's we're that, make, the mailroom set is big project. Messy. There's a lot of equipment in there. We still need to get one more computer for the podcast room because right now we're recording in the in the game room. Yeah, recording in this gaming room. Uh, and it, it's 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 coming along really well though. Um, the next two weeks for us uh, are going to be nonstop work on Super Mega because Ryan's going uh, to a wedding, mm-hmm. uh, and then right after that we go on tour, and then we're done traveling for the rest of the year except for yes. Christmas. So after that, after we're back from tour, it's really just like we're back. We're on the grind with Super Mega. We're going to try to get tons and tons and tons of videos done, live action, let's plays, all that stuff. Um, when we got a lot of good stuff on the way still, I, I know it's been some, sometimes we don't upload as much as, uh, we should cause we're traveling or other things get in the way. Um, and sometimes we don't post a Patreon while uh, we are a company. We we're not a full fledged company. We don't have a manager or anything. It's kind of just us trying to gotta keep in mind. Out. We're still just dudes making shit for a living. And we really appreciate all the support. Um, appreciate, uh, Everyone who pledges to the Patreon, despite the fact that it's been a little dry lately and, and we plan on changing that. And we, we do apologize for people that don't feel like they're getting their $5 worth. Um, and, and if at any point it feels like, you know, it's not worth it, no pressure. Uh, yeah. We appreciate the support, though, because it does help us fund uh, building this office and the projects we're currently working on behind the scenes because it is surprisingly expensive. Um like super expensive oh, cameras, shit's expensive. Computer have, equipment's pretty much the the this line of work. Everything's career, expensive. Yeah, just shows a very expensive career. Um, and place to live. Yeah, California, Los Angeles. Gotta love it. The People's Republic of California, as Tim Allen would say. Old California. Stand up at the Laugh Factory. What's well, our fault for choosing to live in a communist hellhole, Ryan? <laughs> he lives here too. I know. I know. <laughs> Make all the jokes you want, dude. You're you're living in a really like highly taxed mansion in Los Angeles. So, oh Tim Allen, come on our podcast, <laughs> please. Come to beta. Set the record straight. We'll talk about what you said on stage that one. We'll night. Talk about monkeys, and if there are still monkeys, then why are there people? Checkmate, Christian. I mean, atheist. Yeah, but uh, we should start an atheist podcast. Fuck this, dude. I know, and uh, I don't mean to end on a sour note for those who. Uh, I guess pay attention a little more closely or who are fans from, you know, of us, of our work from before Super Mega. The olden days. Mm-hmm. You know that um, I originally moved out here with a beautiful young man by the name of Daniel Kyer. Um, This week marks the fourth year without him because unfortunately uh, back in 2015, in September, he uh, committed suicide. And I always want to use this as not a point to uh, reflect on it and get sad, but maybe have some sort of positive outlook in terms of uh, the unfortunate end uh, to to our friend's life, which would be go check out his stuff on SoundCloud. It's still there. Go check out the old videos that uh, he's done on YouTube. And um, uh, more so if you are in a place, a very bad place, if you have anxiety or depression or any form of mental illness that you are struggling with, or maybe not even a mental illness, you're just, you're just feeling down, um, seek help, uh, whether it be from a family member or friend, uh, find someone to confide in. And if you can't, um, strongly recommend going to therapy Absolutely. because um, you cannot understand the domino effect that you are setting in place by um, choosing to do something that will not only affect your life uh, permanently, but those around you who you may not even be thinking about in that time. Uh, the ripple effect still lasts four years on, still feeling it. It it sucks, and I wish he was still here. Um, and I just want to uh, remind people that 
Uh, there are people around you, regardless of if they're online or physically in person, uh, friendships or family that, uh, the, the world, uh, would, uh, it would be a shame if you were to give in, uh, to, to the negative thoughts. And so just, uh, I know it sounds shitty, but, uh, not, not going to say try to stay positive, but just know that time moves on eventually and with time you can do a lot with it. Yeah. But if you don't have any more time, then you're taking, you're taking away all the possibilities of you getting better and you creating stuff or doing things that, you, that you could do to change your life for the better. So just, uh, I don't mean to leave it on, uh, such a kind of a down note. But uh, every, every year when it comes around this time, uh, I feel like, if anything, it's important to hold up his memory and Absolutely. to make sure people uh, know that it's important to keep in tabs on their mental health and make sure that they don't spiral. Right. I mean, that was flawlessly said. That was beautiful. And uh, I think also a lot of people struggling with that stuff and a lot of people listening are on the younger side. And I think a lot of people don't realize that at the age they're at, you know, whether it be teens or early adulthood, he's a he was essentially a kid. That's how you know, like when, during that time in your life, you experience that kind of shit. You yeah. you'll feel that those feelings sometimes and uh, get depression and and it'll show stronger uh, in some people based on how their their brain is and stuff. But just know that you should never give up because it beats you down too hard. Because you can always find the resources to beat it back um and i just gotta say that i miss daniel a lot uh he gave me a wonderful opportunity um he introduced me and ryan uh and i miss him every day and uh it's a shame that he's not here anymore uh but all we can do at this point is try to keep his memory alive and move forward um and try to help people not you know make the mistake of doing something that can't be reversed. Help people remember him and learn from him. Exactly. So yeah, perfect. Uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll be back uh, next week with another fantastic, spunky little episode of the Super Mega Cast. It'll so, be a palindrome on one sixty one. Ooh, so tune into that one. Yeah. Thank you guys for uh, paying attention uh, for at least twenty seconds of this podcast. That's all we need to get that uh, retention up. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Y'all have a, a wonderful rest of uh, your day or night or whatever whatever you're doing. Who knows? All right. We love you guys. See you next week. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.